This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. From the depths of my soul, I wish you a very happy Friday. BYU Sports Nation is live. <laughs> Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I will after, uh, you know, some news this morning. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who loves the Lord of the Rings trilogy, especially Return of the King, Jerem Jordan. Okay, now let's just get it out in the open. We cannot say the names of recruits in, uh, until they're signees, meaning it's official, the I's have been dotted, the T's have been crossed. We're waiting this morning for that before we can mention one big-time recruit who said he's coming to BYU, a transfer from a notable school uh, in the western part of the United States. Oh, he's coming home, and uh, you know he's he's going to be amazing, and we can't say much more. But we are very excited. Return of the King is my favorite movie. Yep, and I I do love Can't Wait to Be King uh, from Lion King as well. So (laughs) if you know, you know, and you should know. Uh, But we just can't say anything quite yet. So the moment we can, we will. We don't know if that's going to be in the next hour or not. If not, we'll we'll celebrate it Monday, and we'll celebrate it tomorrow. Hopefully, you know, uh, during the football game. Which, by the way, a tradition of the BYU football game that is on BYU TV is that to to keep you engaged, we got a bingo board. Yep. We have got bingo, bingo board. Bingo cards. So let's go. You can print this out at home and follow along. Okay. If the following things happen or are said, you can cross them off. Okay. Zach Wilson. Dave McCann mentions AFR. Five and one versus Power Five teams. Tomahawk takeaway. Jaron Hall <laughs> scrambles for 10-plus yards. Kalani Stake mixes Royal and Navy in his wardrobe. Jacob Conover enters the game. Nakua Brothers celebration. These are just a ta- Taysom Hills from Pocatello. Uh, a lot of these things. Print at home, play along, and hang out with us tomorrow. Which, by the way, tomorrow's game is nearly a sellout, it, which is incredible. So I have a personal plea, and I know Spencer agrees with this. I know he agrees with this. If you cannot go to the game and you have tickets, give them to someone that give can. Give them away. Sell Get them. to the stadium and watch probably Tyler Algier's last home game. You know? He's, he should go pro. It's probably his last home game. Get to the stadium. It's going to be a crazy, awesome environment because BYU is number 15. BYU is crushing it in recruiting. BYU is going to the Big 12. BYU is 5-1 versus Power 5s. BYU is going for 10-2. and two. There's a lot of juice around the program. Very exciting. It's a five-star type of day. Yes, it is, Spence. With a five power five win mojo, senior day bingo. And yes, I absolutely agree with Jerem. Get to the stadium. Mm-hmm. How many more chances are you going to have to watch Tyler Algier? We don't know. This could be One it at LES, for I everyone bet. in Provo. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And, and, get there's, there. and there's always like, they're going to sell out the game. Every ticket's going to be sold. But will every seat be filled? Get there. Get there. Yes, amen. And it's going to be like 65 degrees. What in the world? Early November. Wow. Yes, just perfect fall football conditions. Hey, you can thank BYU TV for this game being at 1.30. We're <laughs> the ones that put it at 1.30, okay? Sunshine, yeah. football, Thanks Saturday. Thanks the third floor over there. Saturday is a special day mm. at BYU. Here's your jam-packed Friday show lineup, of course. We mentioned the return of the king and how much Jerem loves that movie. Yes. Brady Papinga will join us, former BYU and NFL linebacker, standout Super Bowl champion, 
Is he buying in on the Cougars' defense even after the Cougars surrendered 49 points to Virginia and Bronco Mendenhall, which underclassmen might be playing their final game at LaBelle Edwards Stadium? We already mentioned Tyler Algier. Who else could maybe show up on that list? BYU head women's soccer coach Jen Rockwood joins us to preview a huge match with Pepperdine Conference Championship on the line. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Number 15, BYU hosts Idaho State tomorrow before a near sellout, perhaps sellout, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's senior day for Samson Nakua, Jared Capisi, and Uriah Leatal, who right now describes his emotions about the day. This year, it just feels more like satisfying than it does sad. I feel um, grateful and everything, but I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm trying to like bottle, not bottle it all in, but I'm trying to take it all in. Take it all in indeed. There are likely to be others who declare this their last home game as well. We'll see who's on that list perhaps today, perhaps tomorrow at the latest. Which uh, pregame begins, BYU Radio, 1.30 Eastern. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff at 2 Eastern time. BYU men's basketball beats Colorado Christian 63-45 in an exhibition at the Marriott Center. A little bit of a slow start. And BYU turned it on to win by 18. Alex Barcelo leading his team with 16 points, including four of six from the three-point line, picking up right where he left off last year in that regard. Had two rebounds, four assists, and uh, one of these highlights if you happen to watch the game. Barcelo's back in the game. He's up for three. You get that guy going, and then all of a sudden everybody gets going. That's eight points now. Team leader to the very core of that phrase. BYU will open the regular season in non-conference play against Cleveland State at the Marriott Center next Tuesday live on BYU TV. Women's Hoops beat Westminster in an exhibition game as well, 73-52, led by 15 points from Paisley Harding. Skips to Harding on the right wing. She'll step inside the arc and calmly knock down a 15-foot jumper. Nice little mid-range jumper. That's right, that's right, Kristen. Shayla Gonzalez added 12 points. Lauren Gustin did what Lauren Gustin does, a double-double. Cougars host Lipscomb in the regular season opener next Tuesday, 6 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Lauren Gustin had 18 rebounds. 18. Es mucho. So good. Sixth-ranked BYU women's volleyball won a 15th consecutive match yesterday. They're still perfect in West Coast Conference play after taking down Gonzaga. Three sets to none. Whitney Bauer hitting a career milestone of 2,500 career assists. BYU hits the road again to face Portland at 3 p.m. Eastern in pursuit of perfection. Kennedy Eschenberg, by the way, senior star named one of the 10 finalists for the 2021 Senior Class Award. You must classify as an NCAA Division I senior, have notable achievements in four areas of excellence, community, classroom, character, and competition. Really well-deserved for Kennedy. Whitney Bauer has more career assists than we have shows. That's, yep. pretty, that's pretty good. Number 12, women's soccer plays its final regular season match Saturday night, 8 Eastern, against number 16, Pepperdine, on the BYU TV app. Senior night for five players, including all-timers Michaela Coulihan and Cameron Tucker. Cougars are tied with Santa Clara at 7-1 in West Coast Conference play. With a win, BYU clinches at least a tie of the conference championship. The NCAA tournament selection show is on Monday. A very busy weekend for Cougars in the National Football League, including Brady Christensen and the Carolina Panthers to take on Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots. Taysom Hill will probably not be the starting quarterback when the Saints visit the Tennessee Titans. It will go to Trevor Simeon, and Hill will remain in his hybrid Swiss Army knife role. Kyrus Tonga 
will play on Monday Night Football with that national spotlight. Good luck to all the Cougars in the NFL this weekend. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, it's going to be a super senior day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for all of the reasons we have already listed, including perfect weather, BYU's number 15 in the country. They have five power five wins. They're seven and two. They're about to be nine and two with a chance at 10 wins to close out the season against USC. Mm. And everybody that's going to be at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and watching on BYU TV just might have a final opportunity to watch a handful of notable BYU players. We'll see who actually puts their name on the list of we want to be honored because this might be our final game at LES. So, Jeremy, I ask you, which non-seniors, of course, know the seniors, which non-seniors might be playing their final home game on Saturday? There are a bunch of juniors who are fourth-year guys who last year were juniors and are this year are juniors. If Zach Wilson had come back, by the way, he'd be a junior this year. <laughs> so that, that's how weird it is. Obviously, Tyler Algier is a guy who, you know, 99.9%. This is going to be his last game. I'd be shocked if he came back to BYU last, uh, next year. He should go pro. He, the iron's hot. He should pull a Dax Milne, and he should go, right? Um, and the year that Tyler has had has gotten him to maybe the third or fourth round. Like, he's been so good this year. So Tyler Algier is an obvious one. Get to LES. Watch Tyler Algier and probably his final home game at BYU. And then there's a list that we put together, uh, together earlier this uh, morning. So other guys that possibly might go, whether they're high NFL draft picks or not. James Empey might, although he's been banged up. He's not been himself the last kind of year, right? Gunnar Romney is a guy that has pursuits uh, that are similar to Dax Milne, wants to be in the NFL, has a similar skill set. Neil Pau, uh, I'd be surprised if Neil's back. I think Neil goes. Uh, Lupini Katoa is an interesting one on this list that we talked about. Um, so, oh, NFL? No, but... Um, Maybe there are other career pursuits, right? You finish college, you move on. Um, you know, he said this week he's still deciding. That's why he's on the list. Peyton Wilgar um, hasn't had maybe the kind of PFF breakout year that I think no. maybe Cam Meller was hoping for, but a guy that may just go at this point. It's been a strange year for yeah. the linebackers with the injury of Keenan Peely, and Wilgar's role has shifted. He hasn't been able to do what he typically is able to do yes. if Keenan Peely is playing. Like as a freshman, I would say that was Peyton's best year, right? Um, so maybe he comes back. I don't know. I don't know if all these guys bounce or not. I won't be shocked if they all leave because, listen, just because you have an extra year doesn't mean you take it. Like, honestly, think about Baylor Romney and his situation. If you're Baylor Romney, like, Jaron Hall's proven he's the guy. Like, Baylor's the clear backup, and then Jacob's the future at at the third string. What if you get some uh, uh, opportunity professionally, you're uh, like he's married, and maybe he moves. I don't yeah, know. What if there's this amazing opportunity in the private sector, and you're going to make a bunch of money or public, uh, either one. But like, yeah, who knows? I'm not saying he's leaving. I'm just saying there are things to consider here. Tyler Algier, and I love what Matt Barry of ESPN College Football podcast awesome. said. Matt Barry, I is really great. like him. Okay, so Matt Barry talking with Kirk Hershey said, "Listen, if Tyler Algier was playing." Anytime before like 7 p.m. Eastern time, then he would be included with all of the top-tier players, have some legitimate Heisman talk, some Doak yeah. Walker talk. But he just, because he's played a few games super late against Arizona State and against Arizona and most recently against Virginia, he's kind of relegated to that back tier. He's not as 
common of a name as Bijan Robinson and Kenneth Walker the third because he's not playing in that really primetime spotlight. Well, and on ESPN specifically. So, right. so some of his best games, let's talk about the three best games for Tyler Algier, to, to your point, and I really like that comment um, as well, is uh, when he goes for 200-plus at Utah State. It's Friday night in CBS Sports Network. Yep. Okay, so Friday was good, but late. CBS Sports Network is still different, late. right? Not the same exposure. Um, still, still good, but late. Uh, and then Washington State was on FS1. Kind of a sleepy afternoon game, not on ESPN. Yeah, and, and the, numbers, there. the numbers from that game were actually the smallest in terms of viewership of any game that BYU had played to that date. Because FS1. Yes. And then, uh, you know, Virginia, whoa! Like, the the first half got the attention of the country, but then the East Coast went to bed. 50% of the population lives in the Eastern time zone. Don't forget that. It's a big deal, right? So, yeah, that point is super valid. Tyler Algiers, one of the best running backs in the country. He should be... Uh, a Heisman dark horse. He should be a Doak finalist. You know, the, the kind of year that he's having. He leads the country in rushing touchdowns. He's third in yards per game. Like, he is a beast. And he's having, I mean, he's got a shot at the all-time single-season record, um, you know, against, uh, you know, Luke Staley's 01. He's got a shot to go 1,500 if there are four games left and he averages 125. Amazing. He he's he's gonna do it, right? Obviously, we would love for Tyler Algier to come back and play against that 2022 BYU football schedule and BYU ranked Notre in the top 25. Oregon. Amazing. Someone, Arkansas. Someone's gonna play at Oregon after, and then uh, you know, Stanford five P fives. Okay, and okay. high quality three power top five 25 games. Teams. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we would love for Tyler Algier to come back, but given what we just laid out and the stock that he has right now. Is it going to benefit him to come back and play another year? How much no, better leave. could his no. stock get? Maybe no. one more round better? Maybe? No. If no. he has a breakout year? But you're a running back. I mean, there's so many, so, many miles, in the NFL, right? so many miles on those tires. Like, no, no, no. He, it, it'd be awesome if he came back. Trust me, it'd be amazing. Oh, Tyler, for the record, he should Tyler, go. if, if he you should. ever hear this, we would love, 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 continued love. You to keep playing BYU in 2022. You, you should leave, but we it's, understand BYU needs uh, Tyler Ojeda to leave and be good. Here's why: because that's a recruiting boon. Look what we're doing. We're putting guys in the league. They, you need like if you're going to be uh, the, and the skill players. The, yes, skill players. The Jamal kind Williams, of the kind Tyler of players Algier, that we've talked about BYU trying to get and be and what you have to have early entry guys that go and are successful in the league. That's a recruiting boon. I don't want everyone to stay forever at BYU. There needs to be this needs to be a river constantly moving, churning, going, progressing, improving. There will be some significant recruiting pitches given to the six guys we just laid out for sure. We'll see how many of them decide to come back to BYU. Our question of the day as we push forward to BYU football senior day with senior day bingo and all. Yeah, baby. What's the biggest storyline of the weekend? Is it BYU recruiting with the eyeball emojis? The Idaho State game itself? Or maybe which players might be playing their final game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Tyson Peterson Answers, I'm interested to see who will be playing their final game in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I'm sure Algier is. And I want to see the bang he goes out with. Hashtag BYUSN. Yeah. Is the storyline, I like this, the juxtaposition, more about the 
big star player coming into BYU or the big star player leaving BYU potentially? Tomorrow it's about the game and the players. Today it's about the big recruiting news. Mm -hmm. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, coming up, Dennis Pitta messed things up again. (laughs) What happened? And former BYU and NFL linebacker, a Super Bowl champion, Brady Papinga returns to the show. I wonder if there will be a mention of Bo Hodge. Probably not. This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, yeah, Bo. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's the final home game of the season for BYU football, and the only place to watch is on BYU TV. We got you covered starting at 2 Eastern time, a 90-minute edition of Countdown to Kickoff to get you ready for that man's last home game, we think, Tyler Algier. We are live on a Friday in Studio B, five-star day. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You know what I've always loved? The Orem High School logo is one of my favorites. My yeah. uncles went there. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool logo. I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> well, the emphasis on the, the o, o there yeah, that's is my favorite o is logo that relevant exists. in yeah. a couple of ways. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us now via Zoom is former BYU and NFL linebacker. He's a Super Bowl champion, Brady Papinga, who was in the stadium for the Virginia at BYU shootout melee. Brady, Let's talk about this wallpaper behind yeah, it's, you. It's great to have you back on the show. That That is quite the wallpaper, man. Fancy. Yeah, well, it's, you know, my wife's choice, so I just kind of go with whatever she wants to go with. <laughs> it's you know, nice, dude. Whatever she wants to do. So, hey. I mean, I didn't really have a say in it, so yeah. we're good. Hey, listen, Brady, you uh, if with that knowledge and logic, you you clearly have uh, matured and grown up nicely. I mean, that uh, when you go with the wife, that, that, that is an important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy life, happy wife. You guys know how it is. So. <laughs> BYU number 15 in the college football playoff rankings after that wild win against Virginia. 66-49. What'd you think about BYU's placement in the initial college football playoff poll and now their lingering heartbeat for a New Year's Six hope? Well, I think there is a national acknowledgement of BYU and how well they're playing. That's what it showed me. They got two losses, but yet they're right in the thick of at least, you know, being in the 15 and they could jump up maybe into the top 10 as they continue to play out the year, get some style points the next couple of weeks. And if they really you don't have a dominant win versus USC, which is possible uh, with all the turmoil that's happened down there. Uh, things and with people losing in front of them, things could really change for for them and being in that position, which be in it in and of itself, whether they get that New Year's Six Bowl invite or not, is already like a a very good indication that the nation in general is starting to wake up to BYU football. I believe last year was kind of where everybody was like, "Wait, what's going on over there?" And then this year, it's just really exploded with the Big 12 invite and then the, the way they're playing, too. Like, you heard Bronco after the game. He's like, hey, this is one of the most, if not the most physical team, par- paraphrasing what he said, that we faced. And then, you know, you match it up with their skill positions. And so it's, it's, it's respect. And, and people are starting to take notice. Put some respect on BYU's name. It felt good, right? Especially after last year where BYU showed up at 14 and we thought BYU would be higher and they weren't and they had to take the coastal game to feel like they could go up, blah, blah, blah. This year has been so validating, Brady, because now BYU is going into the Big 12, and it's like, okay, can BYU have a season where it has a ton of Power Fives and survive? 
Yes is the answer, and thrive. Because next year, if you've always got Notre Dame and Baylor and Arkansas and Stanford and Oregon, I mean, that's going to be another tough one. So what has BYU done to sort of climb into this position where we think, hey, maybe BYU can go into the Big 12 and not just be there but compete well? I mean, the biggest thing that they, they have going for them is they're a complete team. You know, I mean, there's so many years to where it's like, okay, you'll have really good offensive linemen or defensive linemen. And this is more specific to BYU. And then maybe you'll have like a good skill position player here or there. And then, you know, you get against these teams who, who have more ample supply of skill position, you can exploit it, you know? And so what you're seeing is across the board, they have guys to where you could go out as we saw against Virginia, like everybody thinks that that game shows how bad BYU's defense is. They give up 35 points in the second quarter, which, you know, that's that's tough. But, I mean, look at the other quarters, especially in the second half. They tighten things down. My point is, is that game was a game. I mean, Virginia's offense is loaded. I mean, loaded. Okay? You guys saw two. You saw three. Number four was okay. Zero was good. <laughs> I've watched them all year. That is, no team has stopped that offense. You know, and BYU has actually played the best against that offense than any other team in the ACC, including you know all the ACC teams they face. So to me, it's just the the completeness of BYU football right now. Brady Papinga is with us on BYU uh, that sports. I have seen. I, I mean, it's it's been phenomenal. Yeah, sure, and and, with, and Brady, I I love. I'd like to talk some more about uh, Elisa Tuiaki and the adjustments he made at halftime specifically. Uh, what did you like, and, and what was the cause of BYU turning it around so that you're like, look, see, this is a good defense. What did you see from them so, so that they have earned the right to receive some more respect on the defensive side of the ball? Well, the biggest thing about them, and it's been a theme all year, is their philosophy isn't like, hey, we're going to go shut you down. And to where we just suffocate you, you know, and, and in today's world of football, to where all the rules, both in college, the pros, I mean, even in high school, basically favor the offense. You may never see a defense like that again. Maybe you'll see one once every 10 years, like in the NFL, you've seen the Broncos and the Seahawks. And that's about it. You know, after that, you don't see defenses just clamping down on offenses anymore. So now it becomes more of, hey, we have to mitigate the big plays. And then when it is critical moments, we have to find a way to make a stop. And so when you look at those two elements, don't give up the big play consistently, and then, then find a way to make a stop, whether it's forcing a fumble, getting an interception, or just getting off the field in a critical moment, they've done that. And that's all you can ask for. I don't care. I, if you think that this BYU or any defense for that matter is going to be a defense there's going to shut teams down and it's going to be a 66 to zero game. Oh, now I'm going to be happy. With the defense. You're living in a fantasy land. Okay. Get, take off. You know, maybe you're on drugs. I don't know. I'm not trying to you know tell anybody who's a drug addict out there that you're a drug addict, but it's not reality. Okay. Yeah. You're wearing those glasses. You've probably injected some substance into your body to where your <laughs> sense of reality is not accurate. Okay. Playing good defense in today's era is, not giving up the big play consistently, and then being able to make critical plays and critical moments to help your team win games. And if you have to give up 49 points or however many points you gave up, as long as your offense has one more point, that's a win for everybody, okay? And that's a good team. And you face other good teams. And let me tell you another thing. What's good about this schedule 
And, and I think because I think in the BYU Fandonia, people think that, oh, for us to have a successful season, we need to go undefeated just like they did back in the 80s. No, get ready, because when you go to the Big 12, you are going to be able to. And this is what's great about being in the Big 12. You can you could have this exact same record. And if they were in the Big 12, they might just be in the top 10. Yeah. And you want to win your conference and you have enough style points. And, and it looks like the, the college playoffs can expand anyway. But you go on to win your conference. You're in the championship or in the tournament for the championship. And hell, you may even lose four games. So don't just, I mean, people get so nuclear when it comes to like a little adversity because they're so used to the 80s when BYU was in the whack and they're going undefeated. And that's not, that's not where it's at. And there's a lot of parity, but BYU is very well positioned. And yes, their defense is a really good defense. Don't look at all those statistics. It's very easy to see. If you want to see a bad defense, okay, you had a good one last week with Virginia. Their defense <laughs> is bad. Okay? And I can say that my brother's part of that defense, and he admits it. And I've been watching them just as much as I've been watching BYU. I would say BYU's defense, I, I can live with them. I'm happy with them. Virginia defense, they make me so mad that you ask my, my kids – they're like, Dad, why are you walking around the house so upset? I'm like, I'm watching this dang Virginia defense right now. I can't <laughs> Brady Papping is with us on BYU Sports. <laughs> Have Nation. an opinion, Brady. Absolutely bringing it today. Gosh. This is the energy we need on Friday. Uh, of course, we push forward to BYU Senior Day against Idaho State. You talked about style points. We're focusing on the guys who are underclassmen who might be playing their final game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and we think that Tyler Algier is probably playing his final home game. Where do you stand on the Tyler Algier leaving BYU early to pursue an NFL career? He needs to. Um, and, I, you know, I did, the NIL has been great, but that's not going to compensate him for the kind of money he's going to be able to make in the NFL. And running backs, especially his style – He's got a very limited shelf life. I mean, this guy, if he played five years in the NFL, would be a really great career for him. And you don't want to change out one year in the NFL for one. I mean, just speaking business. Now, I mean, if he's got an emotional attachment to BYU and he wants to come back with his teammates, and you know, all that kind of stuff, that's great. And, and money's not everything. But just purely from a business standpoint, hey, I want to maximize my, my ability to make money while playing football. He's got to go. They're just, there's no question about it. Another guy that's, you know, I didn't want, I don't, I hope he's not watching. So Peyton, turn off your, uh, turn <laughs> off your radio. Do not look at this, but Peyton Wilger, I mean, I, he's a, he's a redshirt sophomore, but I believe he's a guy that he should turn in his, this is what I believe he should do. He should turn his papers in, see where the NFL evaluates him. If he's in a first or second round situation, he should strongly consider if he gets a first through third round, maybe fourth round grade, he needs to strongly consider getting insurance if he feels like he wants to come back and maybe, you know, up his draft stock. I don't know. But he's a guy that, I mean, there's, I watched, like I've watched him closely for the last couple of years and he's improved tremendously and I continue. I mean, this guy is, he's the next, you know, Kavanoi, the next Fred Warner, Takitaki. He fits that same mold of, you know, all-time great BYU linebackers and he fits exactly what NFL teams are looking for for off the ball linebackers and he's versatile enough to play multiple positions but that would be another guy that I would uh, I, I would tell him to strongly consider looking deeply into it and getting all the information don't don't just you know go go hastily and declare oh I'm out of here you know get the information and if like I said you feel like 
after receiving that information, you can improve on that draft stock, get an insurance policy so that if you do have a loss of value, at least you're, you're locked into that. And uh, those would be the two guys right now that I'd say that I, I would strongly suggest. Tyler for surely go, uh, but Peyton, yeah, he needs to look into that. How about BYU's recruiting to get these guys' preferred walk-ons to eventually be the two we're talking about? We didn't bring up a scholarship guy, which is crazy. Okay, let's not bury the lead here. Last week you were in town. You ran out one of the flags, didn't pull a hammy. That's great. And after you run out, you actually came over and went and hugged Bronco. What was that like? Yeah, man, I just wanted to let him know I loved him. You know, and I know that it's hard. I, I, it's hard for him to be back at BYU. You know, he he just whatever Bronco does, and if you guys know Bronco, he fully gives himself to whatever endeavor it is. It could be football, it could be church, it could be his family, friendships, whatever it is. This guy doesn't hold back, and he gives himself to the to the most microcellular level. And so, for him to be back, I mean, in reality, I mean, he was facing himself. You know, he, he built what the product you're seeing right now is what he helped build. And he's facing that. So, you know, I just want to let him know, you know, how I felt about him. And I do. I always I always have had a, a special connection to Bronco. He's a kindred spirit. And also I was extremely appreciative of not only his impact on my life, my brother's life, but what he did for, you know, BYU football, which has always been a big part of my life. And so what it means to represent the university and the church, you know, as the most visible form and mechanism of the university so for him to to do what he did and for what he means to me yeah it's the least i can do is go give the guy a hug and let him know that you know i love him and i appreciate him brady papinga with us on byu sports nation former nfl and byu linebacker the emotions were strong last week the emotions for byu are understandably going to be strong tomorrow on senior day what do you remember about your senior day experience and what these guys are going to be feeling tomorrow it comes fast. You know, that's the thing is because I was one of those guys that dreamt about playing BYU at BYU from when I was, you know, four or five. And my whole life, that's all I obsessed about was playing at BYU to the point where I was getting recruited in big schools would say, hey, are you, would you give us a chance? Like Nebraska, would you give us a chance? And I'm like, no, I'm going to BYU. Don't even, don't even recruit. <laughs> you know, that's where I was at. And so to, to come to that point where it ended, you know, it was a fast ride. And so I think that's what these guys will realize. It comes and it goes fast. Um, the great thing about BYU football, though, you'll always be connected and you'll always be a Cougar. And, uh, you know, so it's it's just one of those realizations that things come and they go. So you got to really take advantage of it. And I know if you don't, man, it's hard, you know, to, to come to that conclusion. We need more Brady Papinga on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, so let's, let's try and make that happen. Well, you might have to have a, you might have to get a mute button, you know, you might have to delay, me, you know, you, well, I know at Fox sports, they literally told me that like Brady, I have told our producer that if you go off on a tangent, we're going to cut your mic. And I'm like, All right, That's great. If we, you guys want to, you know, five second delay and do that, you might, you know, we can do that. We, can hey, work we, we appreciate this energy. It's fantastic. It's so great to talk with you, Brady. Uh, we appreciate your insights and your opinions as always. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. Brady Papinga on BYU Sports Nation. He only cursed once. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> well, I love, I love how animated he is. Loaded. No, he he always brings it. Like, he's a, always opinionated, always very well thought out and interesting. Yeah. And super connected, obviously. So he, he does uh, analysis with the NFL, with Fox. He also does it in Spanish. Which is amazing. 
What? Yes. That's amazing. That's so cool. That's pretty cool. Okay, coming up, Jennifer Rockwood on the Senior Night Top 16 matchup with Pepperdine. Apparently those mission trips matter. They speak languages and stuff. That mission trip. How many ranked teams will lose this weekend? The ones above BYU especially? This is BYU Sports Nation. At least one. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Listen to complete coverage of the BYU-Idaho State game on BYU Radio starting at 1.30 Eastern with a two-hour pregame, the game, postgame coverage with Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson, Mitchell Jurgens, and Jason Shepard. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is a Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation Energy. Oh, baby, at all-time levels right now, given everything that's going on, to follow the show on our social media platforms, you know where to find it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. There's great content there. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. BYU's ranked 15th. Don't know if you heard that, Spence. How many teams ranked ahead of BYU do you expect to lose this week? Ooh, I think three, Jerem. And I'm going to give you the top five games that might have an upset. North Carolina's a favorite at home against number nine Wake Forest, so there's one. Purdue Michigan State's interesting because Michigan State's coming up that emotional win. That might be an Purdue upset. Purdue beat Iowa when they were second. Correct. West Virginia, Oklahoma State. Love Oklahoma State, our future Big 12 homies, but that's and at West, West Virginia. Virginia. Auburn, Texas A&M, somebody will lose. Yep, 12 is 14. And then watch out for Arkansas, Mississippi State. Mm. Okay, there you go. Three, three teams, Jerem. Amen. What jumped out to you in last night's BYU basketball exhibition? Richard Harward, the way he came out the floor was very awkward and weird, hoping for the best for him and finding out what that is. The weird start was odd, and Lucas and Barcella were fantastic. Yep, the it's going to be a movie, like they said. It's going to be a beautiful plot line movie in the backcourt. Uh, as far as Richard goes, that was very unsettling. Like I, That, that was really weird it to see It wasn't an ankle or anything. It was no. something else. Yeah, some, some chemical thing. Like He just wasn't right. And so, yeah, we hope yeah. that Richard's okay. What do you make of Caleb Lohner spending time shooting after the game? Of this is Caleb. This is what Caleb Lohner does. You know, talking to the coaches, this is this is something that happens often after practice and we, after games. We saw it after the blue and white game. He's getting in extra work, man. Yeah, that's, I like it. That's what he does. Great. He's got great touch for a big man. Those shots are going to drop just like they did in the latter part of last season. All right, Jaron, back to football. Why do you think the Idaho State BYU game? is a sellout. I'm a little bit surprised, but I think there's a lot of juice around the program being ranked 15th. I think the show that happened last Saturday night of 66 points is a big one. The final game for Tyler Algier and company, the ticket uh, promotions were really good. And also it's the final home game in 308 days, by the way. So take advantage. It's beautiful, perfect fall football weather in early November. It's going to be in the 60s with sunshine, 130 kickoff. And yes, the number 15 ranking and watching Tyler Algier play and that exciting offense, uh, given what they did a week ago, is absolutely on tap. Like yep. that, People are excited about this. C. Smith, the former Ute, posted this throwback Thursday tweet. Pitta messed up the Goodfellas picture, no smiling. So it's, yeah, just, Justin Tucker, Joe Flacco, and Steve Smith and then a, are serious. And then a smiling elder Pitta. What do you make of this? You know what? I... I'm the guy that smiles in those pictures too, so I, I actually so feel a kinship to what Dennis. What the group Pitta. is going for there? <laughs> no, I just Dennis clearly didn't Dennis know. Dennis blew it up. He didn't know. I, I've been in that position before, so I I can appreciate what happened there. He didn't communicate or listen well. <laughs> Coming up, prop picks. Can Spencer close the two-game gap? Oh, and Jennifer Rockwood, yes, head coach of BYU women's soccer, joins us to preview a massive. 
conference championship potential winning match with Pepperdine. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. If you like goals, compelling soccer, NCAA tournament stakes, conference championship stakes, and top 16 matchups, well, I've got a game for you. Ooh. Number 16 Pepperdine versus number 12 BYU tomorrow, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Massive game tomorrow night. Welcome back on a Friday to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B and to further preview that massive matchup against Pepperdine ranked teams conference title on the line is the head coach of 12th ranked BYU women's soccer Jen Rockwood fresh off a 3-0 win at Portland coach congratulations Ooh. on the most recent win the and camo. the swag is looking on point nice uh yeah thanks guys big uh, weekend for us uh, you know everybody's going right now but uh, we're playing for a WCC championship so um, super excited to senior night, celebrate our seniors. Um, got some alumni coming, so it's going to be a great weekend. Well, Colonel Rockwood, I wanted to talk to you about the stakes here uh, <laughs> of this game. So obviously it's coming down to the wire. You're tied with Santa Clara, 21 points apiece. If you win, you get at least a share of the conference championship. Obviously disappointing to lose to Santa Clara, but a lot on the line, an opportunity to improve your seating and win a, a championship, which I know is a huge goal of the program, and then hopefully a host at least the first round, which feels like it's going to happen, go from there. So the stakes couldn't really be higher right now, right? That's right. I mean, when you start the season, all you really want is to to play for an opportunity to win the conference championship and get yourself in the NCAA tournament. And this team has really challenged itself year in and uh, game in, game out, traveled a lot, played some tough opponents, and we're right where we want to be. We have the opportunity to to win the WCC, you know, on Southfield, on senior night, everything's in our control. And so, uh, yeah, you know, that's what we play for. And we're really excited. Pepperdine's a great team. They've had their best season in a really long time. I think their RPI is around 12 or 13. So it'd be a huge win for us. I think it's, if we come out and play our style, we can get the job done. No question. Jennifer Rockwood, the head coach of BYU Women's Soccer on BYU Sports Nation. Let's dive into what this win would mean for your NCAA tournament status a little bit more. Let's say BYU wins this. You clinch at least a share of the conference championship. You already mentioned the RPI at Pepperdine. What type of RPI boost would this give to you? And would you feel confident in earning a seed if you win this game? You know, you never know what the NCAA is going to do come uh come you know selection time we've uh, always typically got some tough draws but i believe that if we can beat pepperdine obviously a very high rpi win for us i don't know that it would uh, punch us up into the seeding um you know we didn't get results so the santa clara and, and obviously utah state a while ago will will drag our rpi down a little bit but you know i think we would have an opportunity to at least host a first round game uh and then we see where it goes from there we've We've played really well recently on the road. Um, we're scoring lots of goals. Um, got a really great group, uh, a great starting lineup, um, great supporting cast coming off the bench. I mean, three of our goals against Portland uh, were off the bench um, uh, the other day. And, yeah, we just are really looking forward to it. We don't know what the NCAA will do. We just want to get there and play whoever they match us up with. When are we going to get a metric that's better than RPI? Because RPI sucks. Um, <laughs> BYU's 30th. But you're not the 30th best team in the country. Um, obviously, the polls are different. That's opinion. RPI is an antiquated metric. We need to get something else because then you would be properly rewarded instead of the committee looking at this metric, 30, and it's like, no, look at who BYU's played. Look at the efficiency of the offense. 
and BYU should be a, should be a seed in my completely biased opinion. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but yes, they, they are supposed to look at all those different metrics, but it has proven the RPI has been uh, used and, and valued quite heavily in the past. And, you know, you don't have a ton of control over that. Some of the teams that you scheduled to play don't have as good a seasons as maybe you originally thought. Um, I definitely believe we're, we're one of the top uh, 20 programs in the country right now, if not higher, uh, want a chance to prove that certainly. Um, but again, not much we can do at this point, get ourselves to the tournament, you know, hopefully play one more game on Southfield and then head out to wherever they, they put us and uh, have a lot of confidence in this team. Our ability to score goals is, is phenomenal. Um, and I don't think many teams that would be faced to play us have seen a team quite like ours. Jen Rockwood on BYU Sports Nation. I'm going to commission Jerem right now to create that new metric. I don't, ain't nobody got time for this. I want someone else with to him do it. on that, the soccer power <laughs> index. So we'll, we'll get on that. Uh, in the meantime, I do want to focus on the seniors because, as you mentioned, it's, it's an emotional senior night, chance to win a conference championship. What have the seniors meant to your team, specifically uh, leading off Michaela Coulihan and Cameron Tucker? You know, it's, it's always a, a – a tough time of year, at least for us as coaches, our staff, you know, have, having spent so much time and energy with these fantastic players and, and young women who have done such a tremendous job in supporting our program and, you know, bringing us to a national level. Um, certainly Kayla uh, has had a phenomenal career. One of the best players who have ever worn a BYU jersey has um, led this team on and off the field. Such a tremendous role model um, and a captain for us. You know, also Cameron Tucker, who has had a stellar senior season, one of the top goal scorers in the country, along with Kayla. You have our other captain, Cass, um, in goal, who has also done a phenomenal job. She's been with the program for seven years and had ups and downs through her career uh, with injuries. You know, everybody's faced uh, adversity, but also celebrated such fun times. And it's a it's a great time to honor our, our seniors. We also have Ashton um, that will be finishing up her career and uh, McKaylee Moore, who will be finishing up her. So, oh, and so obviously Grace Johnson, um, who was a transfer and got a little extra year with us because of COVID. So COVID has kept these seniors around an extra year. And as a coaching staff, we couldn't be more proud to be a part of um, their career and, and honoring them tonight and or tomorrow night and hopefully uh, with a WCC championship. That'd be a nice way to go out. And then a first-round game. I uh, should mention, uh, still number one in scoring offense, uh, most goals per game in the country, which is incredible. Get out to Southfield and watch this team. Uh, Cameron Tucker's third, and Michaela Coulihan's 11th in goals per game. That's just insane. So at this point, do you feel like you're going to host a first-round game in the NCAA tournament, and then you'll probably, mm -hmm. if you win that, go out on the road for a second-rounder? That, that is our plan right now. That is what we're looking forward to. We know so much of it will rely on how we play tomorrow night. So, you know, everybody going to the football game, hopefully they'll stop by Southfield on their way home and come support this phenomenal team. Um, one of the best attacking team BYU soccer has ever put together. And the plan is to, you know, score a bunch of goals against one of the top teams in the country right now for the WCC championship. Now, speaking of football, the BYU football community on social media and in-house are very excited about a recruit that has announced that he is coming to BYU. We can't mention his name specifically until everything has been cleared by compliance. But, Jen, now that I think about mm -hmm. it, you're, you're used to these high-level <laughs> recruits picking BYU women's soccer. Mm -hmm. So what's the advice you have for uh, the guys over at the football offices to bring in more of these high-level recruits? Because you've been doing it for a long time. 
Well, it's all about the recruits. It's all about the players. It doesn't matter what kind of coach you are. If you don't have great players and great kids who are committed to your program and your university, you're not going to have a lot of success. So bringing in those players to, to, to wear the jersey and to be a part of the program is, is what makes a program. So, um, yes, with the National Letter of Intent signing coming up, for football and for soccer, we'll be adding eight new players to our roster for okay. our future. They'll be a huge part of what we'll be doing in the future. Oh, we're looking forward to that. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma as you compete for a conference championship tomorrow. You know what to do with it. Share the love. Uh, make sure you have mm-hmm. your conversation with Cam Tucker. That's going to be important. We'll be yes. watching that. Always. <laughs> Jen, Always. It's great to have you on the show. We appreciate all you do. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate what you do. Appreciate it. Head coach of BYU women's soccer, Jennifer Rockwood, number Jennifer 12 Rockwood team in the country, in the number house. one scoring team in the country. Number one in your heart, Spence. If they dominate, let's just say let's, let's say they dominate Pepperdine tomorrow. Dominate would be plus three. Right. So yeah. let's say they win by three goals. That'd be amazing. Would that be enough? Just maybe. No. To, to maybe convince the tournament committee who's watching closely that, all right, maybe there they are the number 16 seed because they seed 16 teams. They do. RPI is the worst. I know it really is. I, it's terrible. No, it's it's awful. Not because BYU is low in it, because it is terrible. <laughs> if BYU was high in it, I, if BYU was number one in RPI, I'd still say it's terrible. What okay? does Jerem Jordan's soccer power index say? I don't have time for that. Someone else that pays attention more should do that. Coming up, rise and shoutouts. Maybe it's the Chris Anderson guy that follows soccer, right? Somebody that well Google does it for net. My prop pick comeback begins next, Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Don't call it a comeback. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We're always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, baby. We've been missing something for this show, Jerem. We have. We had a lot of great things. And it's the voice of Ben Bagley to bring in our prop picks. Oh. So let's do it. I know you've got a lead. 3-1. Ben, now begins the comeback. What's number one? Wait, not only does he have a lead 3-1, but you're trailing tie as well. Yeah. Ties to yeah. second place. Sorry, Spencer. <laughs> All right, prop pick number one. How many first half points will BYU score tomorrow? I'm going 35. 35 first half points for the Cougars tomorrow. I go 42 Woo! plus, baby. I'm taking the high end. Okay. BYU will get its work done with Tyler Ogier in the first half. 35 to – okay, you got 42. Okay, number two, Ben. Let's, remember, let's remind the fans out there how close you guys have been on these the last couple of weeks. Very not close. <laughs> number two, how many points will BYU give up versus Idaho State? I say 10. 10 points. Seven. Seven. A single score. Yeah. 50-plus. A 50-plus win. Let's go. Number three. Let's Number go. three. I usually do a Tyler Algier one here, but you guys were way off the last couple weeks. So we're going to go with the Nakua brothers. How many total yards will the Nakua brothers combine for on Saturday? That's receiving and rushing, by the Ooh, way. Okay. Now, a reminder, no. we do not know what each other picked no. until this moment. Ben, make sure it's not the same. So I said 176. And I said 181. That's so, pretty close. So basically, there, there are four yards uh, that could be... Closest in the in-between where neither of us – yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. It is close to the pin. There you go. Those are your prop picks. Thank you, Ben Bagley. Hopefully I can at least uh, tie the tie by the end well, then, of tomorrow. No, you have to beat me to get a point. <laughs> oh, no, what I'm saying is, like, if I beat you, then I would have two points and I yeah. would be tied with – Oh, because tie, tie. is two. Yeah, yeah T-I-E. Okay. We've had two ties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
our question of the day. What's the biggest storyline of the weekend? Is it BYU recruiting? Is it soccer? The Idaho State game and all the emotions that go into that or which players just might be playing their final game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium headlined by Tyler Algier. Ben Peterson on Twitter says, I think the recruiting and who is going to have their final game go hand in hand as the biggest stories. We want to know about the recruits because we, fans, worry about the positions that will have to be filled next year. The game is last in this. BYU is going to win big. The game is last in this. But you've got to win by a certain amount to you know appease the college football playoff committee. And Kalani's a nice dude. He doesn't like to run it up. Kalani. That's why I say in the first half, you got to get it done. I'll say it again. Or first three. BYU's paying good money for Idaho State to come get their butts kicked at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So capitalize. (laughs) Score 70. Make a statement. Style points. 70 would be great. That'd be awesome. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Chandbam on Instagram. BYU recruiting steals the show. Huge position of need potentially coming. Recruiting is king. Very nice. Hashtag BYUSN. Oh, and the, and the again, weak we're, emoji. Again, we're still waiting for the official announcement until we can say said player's name. Recruiting is king. Today's rise and shout-outs presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's go ahead and give one to uh, the unnamed recruit. Yes, <laughs> this person. Can't wait to have you here. It's going to be great. Um, to the players who are playing their final games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, Tyler Algier and others, TBD on who, they, who those are. Um, you know, I expect a couple of the guys to leave. Like Neil Pau, I think this is probably his last season. He's been an awesome Cougar the last Man, couple of years. I want Neil to come back and play another year. I do too. I want all these guys to come back. Yeah, for sure. And then the, the seniors, uh, Michaela Coulihan and Cameron Tucker and all, all the seniors on the women's Cassidy soccer team. Smith. Michaela yeah. Moore and Olivia uh, – Olivia – no, no, Michaela Grace, Moore. Grace Johnson. Grace Johnson Michaela, is who I'm yeah. thinking of. Olivia Smith's like, I'm a redshirt freshman. I'm, Why are you I kicking me out? i got a long time to play. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guests, Brady Papinga and Jen Rockwood. Sorry to Dennis who messed up the Steve Smith photo. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Roberts and Daniel. We'll see you tomorrow for all-day football and soccer on BYU TV beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern. Go Cougs.